Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. For some NFL conversation, we pop on out to the KDOS hotline. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, joining Bob and myself. Frank, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. How about you guys? We're doing all right here. Uh, the NFL, I, I swear, every time I turn around, they're having league meetings. Well, they had some more league meetings here, uh, the spring league meetings. And with that, some rule changes and adoptions are taking place. Hopefully you can help us sort through some of it. I want to start with the Thursday night football flexing component. The vote passed 24 to 8 on a trial basis for the 2023 season. The NFL can turn a Sunday afternoon game into a Thursday night game during weeks 13 to 17. And there is is required though to be a minimum 28 days notice this really seems to be getting further away from maybe the fan at the stadium experience and even for the players as well uh instead chasing the broadcast money and viewership here what do you make of this trial for the 2023 season and will it be met with positivity at all yeah i, I don't really like it i, I do think there's look I, i'm not trying to you know call anybody out who might be listening but i do think there's some hypocrisy with this because how often have people complained about the Thursday night matchup? How often have you gotten on yeah. Facebook, Twitter, wherever, and just were like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe we're watching Atlanta, Carolina. This is the worst matchup ever. Well, that's why the NFL did this. They did this so they don't get stuck with bad matchups. So, you know, presumably, anyway, theoretically, they're going to – I mean, a lot can change in 28 days, like you said. I mean, you're, you're not guaranteed it, but – this was because of all the complaints about the Thursday night matchups. You can't also then complain, oh, my goodness, how, how could the NFL do this to us? Well, they, they did it because everybody complained about the matchups. So is it getting away from the fan experience in the stadium? Yeah, probably. I mean, but if you look at the, the difference between the, the stadium attendance and the, the TV ratings, I mean, well, it's, this is for the majority of people. I don't like it from the player health uh, safety standpoint. I don't think teams should have to play on Thursday night more than once a year. I don't think there should be Thursday night football at all, to be honest. I, I think that, you know, Thanksgiving, I guess, uh, maybe uh, one or two special weeks, uh, get week one, obviously. But I think, you know, in a, in a broad picture, I think Thursday night football, it just the, the risks outweigh the rewards. We're, really, we'd, we'd live without a game every single Thursday night. But now that you have it, the, the fact is, you know, you're giving enough notice. I know some people are going to be put out, but – it is designed to get better matchups, so I can see this working. And then, you know, I mean, everybody likes to complain about everything the NFL does, so there's a lot, you know, there's nothing else going on, so people are going to complain about it now. But I think when you swap out some Rams-Saints game in Week 14 when both teams are below 500 and you give us, you know, Chiefs-Chargers or whatever it's going to be for the AFC West title, I think there's going to be a lot less complaining in December. Totally agree with that whole thing about Thursday night football. Can they come up with a rule change in the NFL where the the Cardinals can uh, trade DeAndre Hopkins somewhere? Um, also, <laughs> at this at, at this point, should they just are the Cardinals are in a position where they have to take pretty much anything in return for Hopkins? And one other thing about Hopkins, I'm not sure how the salary cap rules work out on this. Do they have to pay some of his salary just to take a team to you know another team to take him take him away from the Cardinals at this point? I mean, it depends if somebody could fit him within the cap. I, I mean, he I think he has a pretty big cap number. I haven't looked it up lately. But he, he I, I think that that might entice it. Yeah, yeah, right. I, and that might entice teams. I mean, 
you see that happen. It happened with Baker Mayfield, uh, kind of not famously last year, but everybody knew that the Carolina Panthers paid basically nothing. The Cleveland Browns said, "Please take him. What can we get? We'll pay." I think it was almost all of his salary. I mean, maybe eighty percent of it or whatever. The same thing might have to happen with Hopkins. Let's say you know you're dealing with uh, you know the Buffalo Bills. Let's say I mean because they've been rumored to be you know with that. Let's say the Bills don't really have the cap space for it, but if the Cardinals do have cap space because they didn't really spend much this offseason, strangely. If the Car- Cardinals say, look, okay, we, you're dangling a fifth-round pick to us for DeAndre Hopkins. What if we pay his whole salary and give us a third? I think at that point, the Buffalo Bills might be like, hmm, that ain't a bad deal. And then it's kind of a win-win situation. I, I can't imagine DeAndre Hopkins being with the Cardinals all year. They might be to the point of, let's just wait till the trade deadline. Teams are going to get desperate. Teams who are in playoff contention realize we're one receiver short and, and DeAndre Hopkins can be that guy. It's risky, but I think that it's pretty clear that, that they just didn't get the deal they wanted. They didn't get the offer they wanted. They, they, you know, they gave up a lot for DeAndre Hopkins to Houston. Now, that's not the same DeAndre Hopkins a few years down the road, but he's still a good player, and clearly they didn't get the compensation they wanted. But I think you're right. I, I think that taking on some of his salary, which Arizona can clearly do with their cap space, it's just whether ownership wants to kind of pay money, uh, and that's a big question, obviously, with that ownership a lot of times. I think that that might be what gets a deal done eventually, whether it's in June sometime, whether it's right before the trade deadline. I just It would be shocking to me to see DeAndre Hopkins play all season with the Cardinals. Frank Schwab, NFL Conversation, Yahoo Sports here on KDUS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. I'm going back to the rules here. The kickoff rule is being adjusted for this year. The team will have the option to keep the ball where uh, they catch it or if the ball is caught behind the 25-yard line, advancing it to the 25-yard line. This really just seems like uh, we're taking away some of the strategy out of kickoffs. Obviously, there's player safety behind it. Some squib kicks might no longer be part of the game plan. So are we just one step closer to eliminating kickoffs altogether in the NFL game? Yeah, pretty much. I, I think the NFL's to a point where they want to eliminate the kickoff without eliminating the kickoff. I think if they ever were to say, we're just not doing a kickoff anymore, I think that even even fans who understand it would be kind of like, oh, that, that stinks. Like, NFL's kickoff. <laughs> you, you kick off a football game. That's what you do. Like the NBA getting rid of a tip-off. Like, what? Like, what are we doing? Um, so it would be jarring to some people. So I think the NFL is like sits there and says, how can we get rid of the kickoff without basically getting rid of the kickoff? Like, And this would be the best way. I mean, I, I have no problem with it. I totally understand it. Yes, it's a bummer, but if you're basically eliminating that play to get rid of a lot of concussions, I'm fine. That's fine. It makes perfect sense to me. It's totally reasonable to me. So, I, but yes, I think this is the NFL's way, this rule especially, of saying, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a guy be kicking the ball at the beginning of the game, but it's really not going to be a play. Everybody's going to start on the 25-yard line one way or another. Now there's going to be teams that use a strategy. I mean, team like the Patriots, which is always a step ahead, they're going to figure they're going to figure out some way to get you know how to use this to their advantage. I'm sure, but uh, we will. We'll yes, the NFL definitely wants to get rid of the kickoff. I'm, I, I think everybody realizes that. Okay, I'm going to leave the rules stuff to Kayla. She's a really good person and follows rules all the time. <laughs> I, I'm not, and I don't. So I want to go back to the Cardinals for a minute. Buda Baker has requested a trade. I know there's some speculation out there. Maybe he just wants more money from the Cardinals. But, you know, you know, I know it's impossible to know this answer to this question. But, you know, how much could they get for Buda Baker if they traded him? 
I think a lot. I mean, you look at what, and, and I mean, maybe Seattle was the only team to be willing to do this deal, but you look at what they gave up for Jamal Adams a couple of years ago, I think a couple of first-round picks. I don't know yeah. that another team would do that because safety is not that valuable in the NFL, but Buda Baker is one of those difference makers. I, I mean, he is a heck of a football player. And if I'm Jonathan Gannon, I'm saying, you know what? Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, let's get what we can from him. He's 31, 30, whatever he is right now. Let's do what we can for him. That makes sense. But Buda Baker is a guy I want in the locker room. I want on the field. I want on my defense. Let's make him happy. If he wants to be the highest paid safety in football, fine. Who else are we paying? Like the Cardinals have. It's it's kind of weird that they're just kind of hoarding like all this money right now. And 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 they you know aside from Kyler, they're just you know and DeAndre is getting paid too. But I, I would you know that's part of the deal. If you trade DeAndre, maybe you have money to pay Buda. I just remember watching him on the, the Hard Knocks. I think it was the in-season Hard Knocks. It's been kind of shock, not shock, but but really like eye-opened by how much of a leader he is, how guys really follow him, how, how he really attacks the game. I, I really respect him a lot more after seeing Hard Knocks, actually. And it just on the field, it speaks for itself. So I think Cardinals got to do what they got to do to make Buda Baker a, a foundational piece of what they're trying to build. I know it's going to get ugly this year for the Cardinals, but – He's the kind of guy you don't you don't just give up for a draft pick. You, you say no, let's let's work this thing out because he can. He's a guy who we want to set the tone in the locker room for the next few years to come. Frank Schwab, NFL conversation. He's coming to us from Yahoo Sports here on KDOS AM ten sixty in the extra point. Okay, one more rule from me here. Help us understand <laughs> this new emergency quarterback rule. We obviously saw what happened to the 49ers in that NFC championship game with their QB situation. So uh, is this a good compromise? How will it help the way that this uh, emergency quarterback rule is structured? Yeah, and I think it's going to come into play very, very infrequently. I mean, what we saw in the NFC Championship game was it was memorable, obviously. It was on a big stage, but I don't remember any other time during the season when it kind of came to that, where two quarterbacks were, you know, you basically two quarterbacks were knocked out and you basically had to play Christian McCaffrey on direct snaps or whatever. So I don't think it's going to happen that frequently. It used to be in place, and I think it's fine. I think it's it's totally one of those whatever. Like, I mean, if, 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 if there's no harm in this rule, I think that it helps on the rare occasion if you get two quarterbacks knocked out. None of us want to see a football game where legitimately the 49ers had no shot. Like, they, they was just done. The game was over. When Josh Johnson, probably maybe even Brock Purdy was knocked out of the game, but really when Josh Johnson was knocked out of the game, everybody knew the 49ers can't even run an offense here against a really, really good Eagles team. The game's over. It's not competitive. We're just wasting the next two hours of our lives. Nobody wants to see that. So if this helps them now, it, it, if this happens once or twice a season, if this helps that, I don't know, who, who would be against it? I, this just seemed like a kind of an obvious rule. Of, all right, let's just do this So in case this comes up again. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers actually is participating in the offseason, and now he has a calf problem. So... Uh, but uh, you know, the bottom line here: Do you believe in the twenty twenty three Jets with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback? I really do. I, I mean, maybe we are just buying the hype and it's exciting and and all that. But how many times did we watch this team last year? And just especially, I, everybody remembers. I think who was watching that game on Thursday night against Jacksonville, or even if you watched the Patriots game, uh, where they just how many times did we watch the Jets and say if they just had a competent quarterback? This would be a playoff team. Like this would be a, a, a dangerous playoff team. Well, now they got a confident quarterback. Now the calf injury is not a big deal right now. Obviously, it's May. Who cares? But it is a big deal because it, it highlights that this is going to be forty years old in December, and 
There's no guarantee he lasts the full season. Most quarterbacks are hitting the wall at age 40. Tom Brady's the exception. He is not the new rule. Uh, he's not, not going to be a lot of guys playing until they're 45 and leading the, NF, leading the NFL in passing yards and TDs at age 44. That's just not going to happen very often. So it's a reminder that, that this is a little tenuous. Uh, and, I mean, more, the, the further I get down the road, the more I wonder if I'm really just kind of overlooking the Buffalo Bills, who still have a great roster. They were awesome last year. They just flopped in the playoffs. Uh, and maybe just the shiny new toy is kind of uh, taking my attention away with the Jets. But I do believe I there's a core of young players. They've done a great job drafting. I mean, they obviously they had the offensive player, rookie of the year last year and the defensive rookie of the year last year. And the guy who would have won offensive rookie of the year tore his ACL running back, Brees Hall. So, I mean, they've just done a great job stocking the shelves. They just needed a quarterback. I'm really interested to see what happens now that they got a quarterback. I, I think the team, you know, I think – Robert Sala this week came out and said something to the effect of there's six, six to eight teams going to Super Bowl this year, and we're one of them. And it's kind of a, it's something pretty dramatic for a coach to say that, but I read it and said, yeah, you're right. They're, they are one of, let's say, eight teams that I can legitimately see winning a, a championship this year. They have that upside. The defense is great. Offensive skill position talent is great. And now they got the quarterback. If he's, if he's a, he doesn't need to be the MVP anymore. He's not going to be the MVP anymore. But can he be a top 10 quarterback still? Yeah, sure. Why not? And if he is, the Jets feeling is the Super Bowl. Sticking with the quarterback theme here, according to Kyle Shanahan, he said Brock Purdy is allowed to begin throwing next week sometime. Uh, you know, this is another team that, you know, once they can figure out the quarterback position, they have the offensive playmakers in place. They have a defense as well. So what should we expect out of this QB room now that it includes Purdy? Then you also have whatever's going on with Trey Lance, the rumors about him being traded or not traded. And then they brought in Sam Darnold in the offseason. I've never really seen anything like the 49ers as far as when you look at the odds, uh, they have, at least last time I checked, tied for the highest win total in the NFC. And we have no idea who the quarterback is going to be. I mean, that speaks to how good they are around the quarterback that we could be like, yeah, we don't know who their quarterback is going to be, but 12 and a half wins. You got the over under. I mean, it's just crazy to me. But they've positioned themselves well that way. I just wonder, look, I think it could be Purdy if he's healthy. I think that. They like what they saw last year. He runs Kyle Shanahan's offense well. Kyle Shanahan just wants a robot. I've said this before many times. He does not want a, a freelancer, and that's not a pun on Trey's name. He doesn't want a guy who's going to go off script. He wants Jimmy Garoppolo. He wants Brock Purdy. Here's the play. Run it. Get the ball to Debo Samuel and get out of the way. I mean, that's that's what he. That's why he has this crazy Kirk Cousins fetish. Still, like he, Kirk Cousins is just going to run the offense. He's not going to run around in pocket and try to make a play. He's just going to be like, oh, you want the ball to go here? I'll deliver the ball. So Purdy's perfect for that. But we have to wonder. I mean, look, Brock Purdy played really well in the circumstances. But are we totally convinced that Brock Purdy, especially with a you know a repaired UCL, is going to be that guy again? Or was that just a hot streak he got on? You know, I mean, he's got the blackjack table hitting 19 and getting a two. I mean, is is Brock Purdy for real? I don't know. Maybe he is, and maybe this is just another Tony Romo story. But I think that it, there's some skepticism over whether he's healthy, whether he's actually this good, and what happens to the 49ers if he's not? Hey. Trey Lance is, I like him, I like his talent, but maybe he just doesn't fit this offense. Maybe he's just not a very good quarterback. We haven't seen him play. It's, it's almost impossible to tell what he is. And Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, I don't buy this like, oh, wow, Sam Darnold's going to have this career renaissance. Maybe. I mean, Kyle Shannon's a really good coach, but he's never really done it. So I don't know. I, I don't. It's fascinating because 
The 49ers have a, still a Super Bowl upside. They're one of those eight teams that go in a Super Bowl, and we have no idea what's happening at quarterback. It just, it, it's, it's unlike anything I've really ever seen before. Last up for me, are there a couple of teams, uh, either via free agency and or the draft, who have really impressed, uh, impressed you with what they've added during the last few weeks here? Sure. I, I think Pittsburgh has had a great offseason. I mean, they've added a lot of key pieces. They had a great draft. I mean, everybody's talking about Philly's draft, and rightfully so. Pittsburgh had a really good draft. And Mike Tomlin got the most out of that team last year. And if Kenny Pickett takes a step forward, they could really be an interesting team. I, I like what they've done. I, I think that they've put themselves in a position to be back in playoff contention right away and not have this kind of dip that we all expected. Or even that we expected early last year when they looked terrible. I, everybody thought, okay, they're going to lose 10 games. And no, they didn't. And they had a really good offseason. And then the other team is everybody's favorite, the Detroit Lions. They, look, I, I didn't agree with every single draft pick they made. I wouldn't draft a, a small running back 12th. I wouldn't draft an off-ball linebacker 18th. I just, I, I just don't like the position value there. But they got good players, and they got really good players in free agency. And obviously they finished last season, I think, on an 8-2 run. I, you just look at the Detroit, it's weird to talk about the Detroit Lions this way, obviously. They haven't won a division title since 1993, back when it was, you know, the NFC Central. But uh, if they don't win the NFC North this year, is it ever going to happen? Ever? <laughs> it's just, they are positioned so well in that division with everybody else having questions that uh, the roster is really good. They should have confidence coming into the season. If the Detroit Lions don't do it this season, I don't know when it's going to happen because this is their year. This is their year to go win the division. Frank, as always, we greatly appreciate you taking some time with us. Look forward to doing it again as the offseason rolls on. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Once again, he is Frank Schwab with Yahoo Sports.